Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with One Rental at a Time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag One Rental at a Time. Now on with the show. Well, when you're in the real estate game, you start networking with lots of individuals. And one of the things I often find is the wealthy, they just act different. They have different traits. They have just this different aura and vibe about them than even the rich or the people getting started. So I want to have this kind of odd conversation with Jonathan Twomley, who plays at a level I could only dream about, interacts with individuals 10x where I interact with folks and just ask him, does he notice a difference with the wealthy uh, contacts network, friends, investors uh, versus everybody else? Jonathan, how you doing? I'm doing great, Michael. Always good to be here. Yeah. Uh, so, well, is that the question or do you? Yeah, go, you I mean, yeah, I mean, you, yeah. you're, you're, you've been in, you know, so you're a Harvard grad, right? Yeah. You, uh, you were, uh, you are an attorney, you've worked, networked with, with wealthy individuals. Um, you're, you now are a syndicator. You've, you've done extremely well. Um, I'm just curious, right. When you interact with somebody that will term wealthy, not rich, wealthy, like mm. they're, 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 they're covered. Their kids are covered, right. That, that kind of wealthy. Do you so, notice kind of a difference? Well, yeah. I mean, but it also depends on like, uh, there's another thing too. Like, did they make the money themselves or did they Ooh. inherit it? Right? All right. Because there's also differences there, but I like let's start, okay. let's start with people who were, uh, who made the money themselves. Right. Fair. Okay. What I've noticed about those folks, you know, friends I have, or people that I know who have become extremely successful, they are very focused on whatever mm-hmm. they're doing. And that doesn't mean that they work all the time. It means that whatever they're doing, they're focused on. So if they're having fun, they're very focused on having fun right? Mm. They're not like on their phone. Oh, I got to check this email. Oh, let me take this call. Like, it's like, this is my time. Nobody's bothering me. And that may be because they also at that point have one of the things that they've done is they've managed, they know how to leverage other people. So Mm. there are other people who are dealing with those things for them. And it's only in some like really true emergency that it has to, that they have to deal with it. But I've, what I've seen is that they are very focused. So, and that, then okay. work-wise too, they're very, very focused on what needs to be, what is the highest leverage activity that I should be focused on right now? And they're not in the weeds on minutia about like day-to-day junk. There's There are people for that. They are... There are people for that. I like it. No, no, but no, but I mean, honestly, yeah, I, mean, I get it's it. It's like, like, oh, I have somebody, a nanny to take my kids to school. Although that's probably true. Um, and and listen, I know people who is like, you know, they have a they have a chef, they have a driver, they have, and and so their their whole their whole day mm-hmm. is structured around doing things that either they need to be doing or they want to be doing, right? And so they would only be cooking if like they're getting joy out of cooking. But if, but if cooking is like something that is not bringing them joy or they have a better way to spend their time, which is with their family or with their friends who've come over 
or whatever it is, or or working or whatever it is that they need to spend the time on. Well, they're spending the time on the thing that's the most important, right? right. And I what, what I what I see about the rest of us is that we spend a lot of our time on things that really aren't driving the needle forward, or we're mm -hmm. playing catch up on stuff, or we're just trying to like keep all the fires out, right? Because that's kind yeah. of how, you know, how, how life is, right? So sure. that's, that's probably the biggest difference that I see. Like I don't, with my like very wealthy friends, I never get long emails from them. I will write like a long email. I will write a long email to them explaining all this stuff that I feel like I need to explain to them. And I'll get like a one line response, right? <laughs> always, never, never. Always, more than, yeah, always. I agree. Yeah. Always, yeah. 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 One of the questions I want to ask about, again, the wealthy that made it themselves, you know, there's a lot of kind of, uh, you know, talk about having seven streams of income and, you know, get a side hustle and do all of these other things. But the wealthy people that I know, they were not, they had one thing. They yeah. were focused on one thing where they made 99% yeah. of their money. Yeah. And now maybe and they're diversified, but not, not in the beginning. Yes, that, exactly. They're focused on one thing. Yes. And again, one it's thing. It's it's focus, right? And you can't get them off that one thing that they're focused on, right? They they're not like, uh, you know. And I have to say, a lot of these people also not they're not entrepreneurs. Like the people who come really wealthy. I mean, the people I know who are like really really wealthy are on Wall Street. Man, maybe that's okay. just because I'm because I'm here in New York, yeah, right? But yeah, it's so it's, that's that's maybe skewed, probably a, but, yeah skewed yeah. yeah. But they're not they're not like jumping around to the next opportunity. Now I do know that when they, a lot of people or some of them anyway, when they hit yep. some certain level of wealth and they have a lot of extra wealth, then they may start looking around for like, Hey, I'll do some venture yeah. capital and some angel investing. I'll do yes. that kind of stuff. But still, this is like some minor little piece of their time that they're just doing on the side. And it's not, they're not like, they're not letting it distract them from the main mm -hmm. focus like they know which side of the bread the butter is on, right? Like they're not constantly jumping after like the next opportunity or like the hot thing yeah. or whatever it is. Like they're it's it's yeah. it's very similar to me, right? You're in New York, so probably skewed Wall Street. I'm in yeah. Silicon Valley, obviously skewed tech. I know several people that are worth high eight figures and a couple nine figure folks, and they all had liquidity events, uh, whether yeah. those were IPOs or acquisitions or sometimes both. Um they were very they were they were not a balanced individual yeah right they were 90 hours 100 hours a week one thing it was go and i know some people that did that and they busted out right it didn't work out sure uh but sometimes um you know you go that way and, and now many of them they are kind of like they're i guess angel investing early investors is mm -hmm. is what they find their time now um i haven't seen i just want to make sure this is true like once they hit their liquidity event, let's say it's fifty million and above, none of them have have gone back for round two, right? Some mm -hmm. folks, you know, we hear about it's like, oh, they're always entrepreneurs. No, these individuals all got their home run, and yeah. now they're just, you know, yeah, the folks speed. The folks that I know, well, for the most part, I know a couple of entrepreneurs who like had their big liquidity event and then went and uh, looked for the next thing to do because I think that they they wanted something to do, but I also know people who, and I, you know, they're not doing like the Jim Altucher thing where they went and they blew it all on thinking they were a VC. Right. I mean, right. 
they've 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 taken care of themselves and their family yeah. and they're there, taking it's a like couple some, of percentage points yeah right they're taking some small amount of the money they made to invest in some new venture because they want to build something or they want you know but they don't need to, they also they don't have the same hunger like you can tell they don't have yeah, yeah the hunger is gone yeah, yeah. like mike now, tyson right yeah it's like when the yeah. hunger's gone it's just you're a different yeah. animal now they're just intro you know they want to do something good or something interesting but they're not yeah. like they don't need to make the hundred million because they've already got the hundred million. Right? Exactly. But I, but I also know, I also know people who had the big liquidity event, and you know, they've just spent the rest of their time managing their own money yeah. and ser serving on boards, family and offices, like, and yeah, all yeah that, and they're yeah. very involved in like their children's schools. But they're like you know, but not like the PTA. It's more like you know the board of directors yeah. of the children's yeah. school kind of thing. Um, but you know, that's that's the way that I see them spending their time. Very rarely are they going just jumping right back in yeah so focus unbalanced um they get to yeah so i think we see very similar things that's interesting i do want to kind of go back to the earlier branch and oh, yeah. talk about the people that inherited money i don't have a lot of experience with that um in fact i can't think of anybody that is in my network who got more than you know a couple hundred grand from mom or dad yeah. along the way but what do you see there? What are those people like? I, yeah, I don't so have that's, much experience. That is a very different kind of person altogether because those people, in my experience, uh, well, first of all, they have a kind of like, they have a kind of confidence that only comes from never having had to worry about money ever <laughs> in your like entire it. life. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's I just, it's it. just a different world, right? They have, oh, it is. Yeah. They have never experienced a family conversation in which somebody said to them, we can't afford that. Right. Right. Yeah. Whatever it was, whether it was, you know, summer camp or like the third Jaguar, right? Like it's yeah. never, that conversation has never, ever occurred to them. Um, mm -hmm. They've never experienced it. Right. So there's good and bad there. On the one hand, like uh, there's, there's this kind of confidence that they have that like, Everything is going to always go their way. There's also sometimes they could be very like insensitive to the fact that this is not normal, right? Yeah, real world problems. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I know. I mean, honestly, like they just have never experienced. And every and oftentimes they live in bubbles where everybody else, all their friends, are also like that, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So they just they really don't have any kind of like real experience with any kind of, not even privation, just let alone like not being able to do whatever they want whenever they want to right so they 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 can be a little insensitive sometimes or just not get it that this is that you know some people some people i mean i've met like i'll tell you like the rockefellers and um you know the people of that ilk that i've yep. met which is really old money those right. people tend to get it like those people have tended to be some of like the most gracious and kind of like rounded sensitive people that i've that I've met because I think that they are they they've been taught from a young age that this is not normal and yeah, you have yeah. to you, 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 yeah you won the lottery buddy yeah you have right. to be grateful for this right mm -hmm. but I think I think a lot of like say second generation wealthy people they're all like they've been raised with the like I created this myself and I'm special and you're special because you're my child and like everyone else is a fool and they're all slackers right so right those people are kind of insufferable because they, they think that like yeah. they're somehow entitled because their dad made a lot of money. Right. So yeah. um, that's, those people are kind of difficult to be around, but, um, yeah. but there is a kind of this, like I said, there's a confidence about, you know, 
just never having had to worry about this conversation. Now, when it comes to money, yeah. what I have what I have seen is that, uh, generally speaking, the those kind of generational wealth people, they they are they are pretty cautious with money. I found it a lot mm. a lot hard. Like okay. you would you would think it would be you go to somebody who's worth a hundred million dollars and say, um, you know, invest a hundred million dollars with me, right. um, you'd think oh that's a slam dunk. Not at all. Those people are very, very, like, very, very. Yeah, they don't need the big home run, right? They want certainty. exactly, exactly. They're much more concerned about capital preservation than they are about making money, and they're also so so they're really concerned about who you are, you know, what this deal is, how they how they know you, how you found them, like you know, can you be trusted? And it and and their their attitude is really like. I'm going to say no, unless you. Yeah. The default like, is no. Yeah. The default yeah. is no. And you have, and I have, to, you have to basically remove every possible reason for me to say no, for me to say yes. And it, which is hard because yeah. it's got to be really compelling. Whereas, you know, people who um, it's a lot, frankly, easier to, uh, to raise money from people who aren't brought up yeah. in that kind of, uh, yeah, they're still chasing the the dream, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Chasing the dream. It's it's you know, here's this is a part of your lottery ticket, or this is one of the legs of the stool. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Kind of rounding this out, uh, and again, I like the brand. How about risk? And we talked a little bit about that in this topic, but um, you know, do do they see risk? You know, well, I do, do I they think see they, risk the same way. I think I think they're more risk averse because Ooh. they've got something to protect. Right. Like, okay. like we said before, they're not on the make, right? Right. They're yeah. they're Once they've made it, then it's, well, how do I keep it? Right. Got As it. opposed to how do I make more? Which is why I think you see a lot of those people who are not like jumping into the next venture unless they're, you know, like an, like an addicted entrepreneur type person. Right. right. Um, but like addicted to the thrill of building and selling again. Yeah. Right. Oh, I want to prove I can do it bigger or whatever, but there's yeah, ego driven. Yeah. Yeah. But the people who have, who have like are sort of more healthy about it, who are like, wow, this is great. It could have easily gone a different way. I made, I made my money. I cashed out. Like I made it. I'm good. Like those right. people are, are very cautious with their money because okay. yeah. They, very, very cool. Well, this is always a fun conversation. I just love to, you know, kind of throw these curveballs at you on occasion. You did really, really well. Thank you for that. Jonathan, if somebody wanted to be in your <laughs> network, I passed how would the they test. do? Yes, you I passed did. the test. Pass fail. You pass. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, I, please come join my Facebook group and feel free to pick my brain. Uh, mm -hmm. No, I mean, I and actually, I so the pick my brain conversation, I can't tell you how many times people reach out to me cold and say, can I pick your brain? Uh, mm -hmm. Can I take you out to coffee and pick your brain? And the answer is like, no, because I don't have time no. to go. That's to what coffee, Facebook groups for. Yeah. The coffee with you. If I don't know who you are, however, come to Facebook, pick yeah. my brain all you want. And we may even become friends there. And then absolutely. We can maybe. Go and have coffee. Yeah. Yes. Then, you know, when you're in New York city, we can go have coffee, but uh, that that's the best way to do it. Right. I mean, that's what the group is for. It's for your, your benefit for you to learn for free, ask any question you want to get started there. That's, you know, so please yeah. come by and ask me all the questions you want. Yeah. So do me a favor, folks, go there today, 
uh, let them know you came from one rental at a time. I always like to see that this family one rental at a time is showing love to people who come back weekly and help all of us get just a little bit better. Jonathan, thank you so much. Absolutely.